Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So they wanted a stable presence, a guy without a lot of scandals, so they hired someone who killed Stu. Yeah, the LSU way. Just going to put that out there just so uh, we don't get sued. Yeah, I, yeah. Well, well, thank you for that. I'm not sure whether I should be offended or taken as a compliment, but, but you know, go on. Put them both in a jousting tournament. It, none of it matters. Texas A&M's going to go 8-4 this year and half those kids are going to transfer. Are you sure? Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the College Football Podcast with more issues than the Florida Attorney General's office. As always, I'm here with Kiernan. Kiernan, how are you doing, pal? I'm doing good. Doing good. That's good to hear. Uh, you know who's not having a good time? I Let me guess. Is it Florida State? Uh, no, it's just Florida in general. Fair enough. That's unrelated to the show. That's just <laughs> Florida. Uh, but no, the Florida Attorney General announced that they were going to be pushing for the college football playoff committee and ESPN to release any communications they had relating to Florida state due to their people are calling it a snub snub of FSU into the college football playoffs. Uh, I, I don't know what they're hoping to find. Yeah. Do do you have any idea, Karen? What they're hoping to find is some piece of incriminating text that says, Oh, well, we should really, cons- it's it's going to be one of these. It's going to be, oh, well, we really consider Alabama to be the fan favorite or the, or Florida State doesn't deserve it or something, something like that. Some small terminology. That's all they're looking for. Uh, now, as far as I'm concerned, and I don't really know how the legality of this works, I don't think they're allowed to just start investigating an institution like that. There has to be actual, some legal or rather illegal thing that they've done. And for the life of me, I, I, I don't know what that is. Yeah. So they're looking for any evidence that I pulled up the press release per the attorney general's office. They're looking for any evidence that the committee, uh, anti-competitive conduct. So they're looking for something that was involved in anti-competitive conduct. Okay. All right. And they're seeking communications, including but not limited to all communications relating to deliberations to or from the SEC, ACC, NCAA, ESPN, Group of Five, Power Five, or any person relating to those. All documents relating to public statements relating to the deliberations, including media talking points and interview notes. 
documents relating to restrictions of the conference against having alternate playoff schedules. Not sure what the fuck that means. Did they want them to postpone the playoffs so Jordan Travis could get healthy or uh, compensation of members in 2023 documents sufficient to show all recusals of committee members from deliberations and the committee's standards relating to ethics and conflicts of interest. Uh, so this is just a bunch of bullshit, right? Mm-hmm. Like, first off, the committee does not have a set requirement. It's not like if you go undefeated and win your conference, you're in. It's not if you're undefeated and win a power conference, you're in. Mm -hmm. It's a bunch of stuff that really doesn't make any sense. They're looking for something that's based, after read that, they're looking for some way to say ESPN pressured the committee to put Alabama in because they're in the SEC. Mm Mm-hmm. That's the only reason, because ESPN owns the SEC Network, so it's more TV revenue for them. But at the same time, does it matter? It's also going to be more TV revenue for ESPN, because it might not be a fucking blowout round one when Florida State inevitably inevitably goes up against Washington or Michigan and gets their brakes blown off. Yeah, and and the other thing, if this really was like a, a collusion-based SEC bias thing, Georgia would also be in that lineup. Because as far as I'm concerned, as at, you know, the fact that they got beaten the SEC championship does not does not take away from the fact that they blew off the brakes of literally every other team. So if you were claiming SEC bias, Georgia should be in there. That's a no-brainer. I don't think anybody uh, is going to be too uh you know peeved at that remark and the other thing is when florida then inevitably in two weeks time gets their brakes blown off by georgia we're gonna go okay so do you think they had you know do do you actually think that they would have made it far in the cfv or they the eliminated just like they were in the orange bowl like yeah it's and also, I, I don't see why Texas is absolved of all blame. Like, look, I'm not saying Alabama should be in over Texas. Mm-hmm. You know, one loss, conference champions, they beat Alabama, they're in. That's fair. But it in Florida State's world, they should also be investigating the Big 12 because it's easily arguable that you could have gone Michigan, Washington, Florida State, Georgia. Yeah, absolutely. It's or Michigan, Washington, Florida State, Texas. I mean, there are plenty of arguments that they should also be targeting the Big 12 here. But no, it's because it's Alabama. So they just want to bitch and moan because their quarterback who could couldn't fucking beat North Alabama. They were down 13, nothing with Jordan Travis in before he got hurt. And and people were also complaining because Kirby Smart, not Kirby Smart, excuse me, Kirk Herbstreet went on a rant on Twitter today talking about it. Uh, it was long. It was big. I ain't reading all that. Happy for you, or sorry that happened to you. Energy. If it wasn't a threat, I probably would have read all of it, but fuck that. I don't have time for that. But he was like, ask yourself this. Was Florida State going to win the national championship? And be like, oh, we got you. We fucking got you. You shouldn't have said that. It doesn't matter if they would have won. Why even play the game? Like, what are we talking about here? Yeah, I... I... Forgive me that I'm about to say this. Penn State had a better shot at winning the Big Ten, or excuse me, the championship than Florida State did. 
because we our defense is was absolutely immaculate. Yeah, our offense was okay. I know we couldn't beat Ohio State or Michigan, but like my point is that I would argue that there are teams that are uh, eight through twelve that could have had, you know, maybe not a total chance, but certainly had a better chance than Florida State. And that's not to say the Florida State isn't a good team. I, I have no doubt that they would beat a lot of those eight through twelve. But like, I the 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 arguments are going to be null and void the second that they are they lose to Georgia. We really need to pray that Georgia doesn't have a oh we don't care about this game right because we're not in the CFP. We need them to br- blow the brakes off of fucking Florida State. So we don't have that, but we're going to go through the rankings. And it's, but hold on. It's also for Georgia because Georgia needs to prove to the committee as well as everyone else. that it's like, okay, yeah, we lost to Alabama, but watch how badly we're going to beat these other guys, you know? And it's, and it's also a a, a kind of a motivation thing for Kirby, uh, Kirby smart and his team, because he needs to now go, yeah, we lost to Alabama, but we've beaten them two other times. Now we're going to get right back in it. Like no days off sort of mentality and hit the ground running for next season. So th- I actually think Georgia can't afford, like you said, I mean, they cannot afford a, oh, it doesn't matter game. They actually have to play this like it would, like it meant something to them. Yeah, it's, it really is going to be, uh, I agree, actually. I think it's do, do or die for both teams. Mm-hmm. And also, I'm just fact-checking something you said real quick. Oh, boy. Did I Real quick, uh, Georgia has one win under Kirby Smart against Alabama. Oh, one and two, not two and one. Sorry. Yeah, they were one and two the last three years. One and five now overall, because uh, this came out before the yeah rankings. Uh, now the one win was an important one, but also <laughs> Alabama is one and one against them in national championships. I digress. Let's go through the rankings, Kieran. We're not going to go through all all of them, but. We're going to look at these and decide which team will put a better product on the field for the semifinals. Okay. I think the top four is a lock. Mm-hmm. They will put in our opinion or in my opinion, a better product on the field. Uh, Florida state's five. So they can't put a better product themselves. Georgia. That would be a better game. I don't care if Georgia's playing Michigan or Washington. That will be a better game than Florida state versus either of those teams. Ohio State, number seven. Same thing. Better game. Oregon. Better game. This is when it gets tricky because this is when you're getting into the two-loss non-conference championship attendees. Missouri. Maybe. I don't think so. I think... Yeah. Missouri's defense is good. Missouri's offense is good. Florida State's defense is much better. Without Jordan Travis, though, I don't know about the offense. I don't trust the offense, so I think it's a coin flip with Missouri. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Penn State. Defense would have to take take the game. Yes. It, it would, have, would to, have to yeah. play the game of their lives. Yes. I mean, they, they did all season, but they would have to literally take it to a next another level because and it's not because the offense can't produce it's that the offense can't produce enough that that's the issue 
the you know your 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 eleven guys on the other side of the ball can only do so much. Yep. No, I agree. I think Penn State is more likely to be a better game than Missouri, but I don't think it's much better than Florida State would be. I yeah, that's fair. That's very fair. Uh, Ole Miss. No, I think Florida State will still have a better game. Yep. Against any of those teams. Uh, Oklahoma. Uh, yeah, I'm with you. They I'm beat like, Texas. They did. But I don't know if... Enough? Yeah, that's... If I, Dylan I, Gabriel was still there, I'd say yes. I think Oklahoma mm-hmm. would play better. Yeah. I I think now that we're getting up to the double digits, it's going to be like, uh, maybe not. But I, like, I think once you pass Oregon, all of these, there are arguments either way. Yes, that's, that's fair. LSU. LSU would not be a better game, would not put on a better game than Florida State. They put a much more fun game on them, them though. What do you mean by fun specifically? Like absolutely no fucking defense. <laughs> yeah, scoring okay. all over the place. Yeah, it yeah, would okay. be a terrible product, but it would be so much more fun. It would be like uh who is it? Was it LSU and Texas AM that put up like 72 and 74 points in like double O triple OT or like, something? It's like eight overtimes that game. Yeah, yeah, it was ridiculous. Yeah, that it, it'd be like that, except in regulation. <laughs> yeah, within within the uh, time frame. Uh, and that, but then after that, Arizona, Louisville, Notre Dame, Iowa. No, no, yeah, absolutely not. Especially not also, Iowa. Jesus Christ. Yeah, no, that'd be terrifying, or in a bad way. Uh, I would also like to specify something. I'm saying if if Oklahoma made the CFP. I don't know if Dylan Gabriel transfers. If we're going to play by the same rules where because Jordan Travis is not there on December 13th, 2023, Dylan Gabriel's not there. Florida State would put on a better game than Oklahoma. Yes. yes. I don't want someone to get mad at that. Uh, and then after that, Oregon State, Oklahoma State, Tennessee, Clemson, Liberty. Liberty only as a wild card. Like they just like pull something out of the bag. Other yeah, no. Yeah, I don't. Eh, I I just saw thirteen. I'm like, they're pretty good for a group of five. We've seen pretty good group of five teams go to the playoffs, and or we have seen it once, and it didn't go well. So, no. Liberty, no. So yeah, so the top eight, I think, would put on a better game. Mm-hmm. We in agreement there? Yeah, yeah. I and then it's ticky tacky the rest of the way. Yeah, it's ticky tacky until you get to about I'd say fourteen, fifteen, and then you, and then you're really starting to. Yeah, to do too much. Yeah, I think LSU's the cutoff where you're yeah. like, it wouldn't be better, but it'd be more fun, right? And, and then think, everything after that would be. And less this fun is a, and this worse. is a really interesting like, what if? It's like, what if Jordan Travis was healthy, and like we weren't sitting here having this conversation, and you know, or rather, we were sitting here having this conversation, but like Florida State had everything going for them. I I, I would, I'm, I'm hesitant to think what we would think leading up to this podcast if Jordan Travis is healthy. So oh the last two episodes would just have been me whining. Okay, fair enough. So we should all be glad Jordan Travis shattered his leg. I'm joking obviously I yes, don't want any easy. player to get injured. <laughs> Lord carry him now. Uh <laughs> start playing in the arms of the angels. That's still this isn't called too early. That's still the most insane tweet I've ever seen. Do you remember that from Dwight Howard? No, it was 2017 when Gordon Hayward within like eight minutes, 
He pulled an Aaron Rodgers, basically. Mm-hmm. Within eight minutes of his first game, he comes down awkwardly on his on a dunk, and his ankle is at a 90-degree angle. Oh. Uh... And all the players are tweeting, like, oh, like, that sucks for Gordon Hayward. Like, get rest yes. up, buddy. Get better soon. And Dwight Howard just posted a picture of him dunking. <laughs> Lord, carry him down. It was like, Dwight, he's not dead. Yeah. He got hurt. <laughs> I, I remember the, the injury. I don't remember his tweet, though. That's funny. Uh, it, it was hilarious. Uh, simpler times. Right. Before Kyrie Irving was anti-Semitic, before COVID. Simpler times, Kiernan. Mm. Truly. Uh, but, but yeah, and the reason I brought up Kyrie is he was on that Celtics team, for those who don't yeah. know that. But, yeah, so I think I don't know what the AG is going to do in Florida. I think she probably has bigger things to worry about. The entire state of Florida does, by the way. Yeah, that's the other thing. I'm thinking like, uh, it's like, it's all well and good to investigate someone on, on, you know, anti-competitive charges and things like that. But like, you you have bigger problems than a college football snub. Also, does the committee have any legal obligation for competitiveness? I don't know. I can't imagine that they would. No, it's and it's this is a system that people have had issues with in the past, obviously. This is yeah. not a perfect system by any means. No. But nobody's ever gone this far. Right. And I think that's what's so extreme about it. Like if they had gone, we're also gonna do this for UCF. We're gonna try and get any conversations about them from six years ago. I think yeah. it's a little far back, but if they try to wrap it up all in one, I'd be like, okay, you know what? I think it's weird. I think you still have more important issues to deal with, but whatever. Oh, what was I going to say about this? It's like, it's like you're, you're the AG is, is essentially wasting taxpayer dollars going after a semi frivolous lawsuit or whatever they're doing to prove that the Seminoles should be in and, what happens when this gets dragged out three, four years and you're still bitching and moaning and everyone has already forgotten about it. And half your state's underwater and paying $500,000 a year in fucking property insurance. Exactly. That's what people are complaining about. Like, Hey guys, uh, my homeowner's insurance currently is higher than my mortgage. Can we maybe do something about that instead of bitching and moaning about this? And this really well, is and just, actually, and, and, and here's the thing. Yeah. I got, I got to say, that's the homeowner's fault. Don't build below sea level then or in a hurricane path. That's on you. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's fair. I'm just telling you what people are complaining about. Fine. But also I think part of it, part of the issue is just it's Florida and their infrastructure is not great anyway. No. But I think this just shows Florida. It might be the whiniest state in the country. They were when UCF got, snubbed as a group of five they were bitching and moaning rick scott passed a ruling that fucking ucf was the national champion in florida like alabama that year was the national champion in 48 states one of them was auburn alabama because auburn won that year so they got bragging rights they put state champion on their rings I thought it was weird, but it's like, it's a funny thing they're doing. They're not actually yeah. making a big deal about it. Right. Florida is like, no, this is ridiculous. 
fuck this. Rick Scott is passing legislation stating that it they are the national champions. They're putting up a fucking banner in their stadium or something. Guys, you're not that good. Like, suck it up. Yeah, and yeah, just like people get pe- teams get snubbed all the time, right? In tons of different leagues across the entire world. You are not the first. You will not be the last. I get it. It hurts. It's the first iteration of the CFP where, uh, where you know you had a really good team and you won the pa- the the a Power Five conference in the ACC. But like, come on, like you'll be okay. Yeah, I hope next year Florida State is good and finishes the season ranked at thirteenth. Wait, like with a 13-0 record and they're ranked 13? No, no, I think that'd be a ridiculous. But like, you know, they finish 11-2. and two. Yeah. 12-1, uh, and one, something like that. It'd be so funny. Like, I want that one or two losses to be so bad that the committee's like, we can't, we can't justify putting them in. <laughs> that would be uh, great. It'd be awesome. But moving on to some transfer talk. Karen, the transfer portal is going crazy right now. Yeah, it's insane. Uh, Riley Leonard transferred officially to Notre Dame from Duke. One of the whitest schools in the country to the other whitest school in the country. (laughs) Uh, Dion's getting a couple four stars in the portal for his offensive line. But then there's also some questionable decisions. Tyler Van Dyke, notoriously fucking terrible at Miami, is transferring to Wisconsin. Why? Why does Wisconsin want him? Why does he want to go to Wisconsin? I, I don't know. I, I, I genuinely don't know. I, I wouldn't even begin to speculate why that might be. Do you have any insight on this? Do you have any like opinions? <laughs> Cause I'm clueless. Wisco's NIL bag is a lot bigger than we thought. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. That's a good one. That's the only reason I could think of uh, Grayson McCall staying in the Carolinas, going to NC state. Uh, but the real reason I want to talk about transfers, I don't really care about any of these individual players currently. We're not a recruiting podcast. We're not a transfer ranking podcast. However, the NCAA had a rule in place that multi-time transfers needed to receive a waiver of eligibility to not sit out a year. Uh, In Ohio versus NCAA, Judge John Preston Bailey issued a temporary restraining order for two weeks that grants immediate eligibility for any college athlete seeking it, currently seeking a multi-transfer waiver so basically guys can just transfer doesn't matter if they transferred before doesn't matter if they transferred twice before doesn't matter if jt daniels decides you know what i'm not going to medically retire i'm going to transfer again none of them need a waiver karen what are your thoughts on that that seems a bit much it seems a bit much because at that point kind of going back to our our uh our conversation from last week but it's basically like you're 
you might be chasing a bag or whatever, but the coaches in the NFL are not going to trust you if you're just like willy nilly picking other teams and, you know, entering the transfer portal after a year or whatever. Like you don't build camaraderie like that. There are winning teams. Winning teams are winning teams because they have great players, but also great chemistry. And you don't get that when everyone is just, even after a great year at a particular school, just going, yeah, I'm going to leave to chase a, a million extra dollars here. You know, I, I don't get it. It's, it seems, it, it seems like they're going for just money, which is fine. I don't have the problem with the money, but like you, you actually need to build team chemistry in order for people to like you. And that's what I feel like a lot of these guys are just bouncing around and missing out on. That's fair. I think, I think part of it is, it shouldn't be the NFL's concern or the sorry. It shouldn't be the NCAA's concern. What NFL players or coaches think. Oh, I'm not saying it is. I I, I'm talking about more the players individually. Oh, that's fair. I a hundred percent agree with you. I'm talking about a player's right to immediately play after transferring. Yeah. I, I still think you need to go get the. I, I still don't think you should be immediately allowed. I think you should be immediately allowed unless you're transferring to a conference that you've played in previously. That's what the old rule used to be like for a bit. It was if you were transferring out of conference, you were immediately eligible. If you're transferring in conference, you are not immediately eligible. And I think just extend, extend that a little bit. Like if I go from Alabama to Duke and then I want to transfer to Tennessee, I can't, I have to sit out a year. Okay. Yeah. I like that. That's that's no for real purpose. The reason for sitting out a year is so you don't immediately transfer and go, Hey guys, here's what they're doing at Alabama. I know we're playing them in a couple weeks. Here's what they're doing. So that will, it's not going to mitigate that really. It's basically sitting out a year by transferring out of conference, but I think it's to mitigate teams or teams targeting guys who've transferred multiple times. And I think it mitigates guys wanting to transfer every season. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's fair. That is fair. It still gives them the option to play immediately. Like if I want to go from Alabama to Duke to Oregon, I think it's a bad look, but you can do that. You haven't played in the Pac-12 yet. That's a good point. I'm pro players, especially because the NCAA has taken advantage of them for its entire existence. However, I think it reaches a point where it's going a little too far. Now, this is just for two weeks, so multi-transfer guys, get your transfer requests in ASAP. You have 14 days to do it. The next hearing is December 27th. Who knows if the judge will extend this, what he will decide, but... Get your transfers in, or don't, or just, you know, stay where you are. But that's the other thing. It's like, it's like for these players, right? What they have to think about is like, if they're transferring, they need to like, uh, maybe this is you know, coming from an outside perspective. It's like, but they need to transfer. Like, you can't 
enter the transfer portal and then go back to your school and just be like, oh, I decided not to or whatever. I Can you? I thought you could now. Can you? So that doesn't mean you're leaving. Oh, you can remove your name from the portal at any time. So that's... now I agree. I agree with you. If you enter the portal and then come back, yeah, you might piss some people off. Yeah. And I think that's. I don't know if that's a bad look, but I think it's. It hurts if you, once you enter the transfer portal, transfer. Unless yeah. you're a star player, transfer once. Because if you're a starter but not a star, and you hit that portal, your coach is going to go well. We have this five star coming in. Yeah, we don't. They can probably start. We have his backup, who's a sophomore. He's pretty good. And they start thinking about life without you. And they go, "Hey guys, I'm back. Cool. The bench is over there. Have fun." Mm -hmm. And that's and that's part of the reason why I'm so shocked that so many people are in the transfer portal. I'm like, uh, "Where are you guys gonna go? Like, you're all gonna either end up on the same team, or..." you're going to be fighting for positions of on teams that already have backups. Yeah, I think I think a lot of these guys they're starting wherever they go. The top guys really. Yeah, the now, top some, guys, but I'm not talking about that. I'm talking some, about some of the guys down the who list. Are, some of the guys who are already backups might just view it as a chance to develop, might view it as a chance to get some NIL money in the future, might view it as a chance like hey this guy, I'm a redshirt freshman, or I'm going to be. This guy's a junior. He has mo- at most two years left. So I will develop for two years, play my junior year. And then you're looking at guys. You're looking at Mac Jones. You're looking at guys like that who they play a year, and then they're a first-round pick. Now, I'm not saying that they will then pan out in the NFL. Uh, we've all seen that with my fucking example, <laughs> which hurts me to say. Yeah, but man. I think there is benefit for transferring early because you don't want to be a senior who goes, I should have transferred, or a senior who goes, I'm transferring, and then you, you don't have any eligibility left, so it doesn't fucking matter. It is odd. But, yeah, I... I think this is another example, though, of the NCAA not being ready for these rules, whether it's through them being dense and not thinking it was going to happen, or just not caring, and then not being prepared. Like, the minute a transfer portal was a thing, they should have had more strict rules in place for what you can and can't do. The minute NIL looked like it was going to happen, they should have had more strict rules for what you can and can't do. And they didn't, and now everyone's scrambling to figure it out. And you know their decision's going to be stupid. Whatever they decide. Yeah. It's it's going to be too little, too late, and, you know, and actually mess people up in the future rather than trying to prevent the things that have already happened. Yeah, it's... I don't know. I have zero faith in the NCAA. And and actually, this is a weird comment, but this goes back to the Florida State thing, right? Because as far as we're concerned on this podcast, every single uh, 
NCAA decision has been too little, too late, and or stupid, right? And and so why is Florida State surprised that they got left out? It was too little, too late, and stupid. Yeah, no, it's interesting. So that's fair. That's completely fair. Uh, I... I agree with you. I don't know why we're chalk whenever the committee makes a dumb decision. These yeah. are all athletic directors in college football. Yeah. We really Which is also insane. Up, yeah. By it the is. way. It is. It should be less biased, I guess. Yeah, I think they should flip it around. Uh FCS schools, they're the ones who vote. Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I also think. I and we've I've talked about this before. My plan for how the cultural playoffs should be selected is you average a couple of polls: the AP poll, the coaches poll, the committee's poll, whatever the fuck the BCS computer spits out, and I don't know FCS schools. They get a say too. Yeah, that'd be a great way to do it. Like it. It could avoid these issues because then if someone goes, oh, why isn't Florida State in? Oh, the co- the computer ranked it really low. Because like without Jordan Travis, they lose all their offense. So we don't know, but we, we agreed to do this, so we have to do it. Yeah. It gives the committee an out. It doesn't weigh a group of people's decisions too heavily. It gr- weighs a large contingent of different opinions, different thoughts, different parts of the country. And then... I don't know. There's world peace or some shit. Yeah. Well, oh, it's also We're just trying it, to fix college football. It also just actually just removes the committee entirely. The committee is just like there for the the figurehead just delivering the news. That's all they're there for now, which is probably a better way to do it anyway. Yeah, I don't know. I still want the committee's rankings in because I still want to see people scream when like okay. all right because we're. We're aggregating five opinions. People are going to blame the committee and ESPN regardless. And I think that would be hilarious to watch them try to explain, like, no, this, this is not related. Like, yeah, the FCS schools ranked this one team higher. The computer ranked this other team super low. We, we don't know what the fuck to tell you. It wasn't just us this time. That's fair. It is fair. Uh, but on to more voting things. Uh, award winners. Now, a lot of the group award winners, the Outland, I think it was, uh, best offensive line in the country, not the Outland. Uh, that's best interior lineman. Uh, Remington, is it the Remington? The best offensive line award or lineman yeah. award? Line. Is the Joe Moore award. I know you told me what it was earlier and I forgot. No worries. Uh, but So that is not beginning out yet, but we do have a lot of other awards to go through. So we're and we're not looking at any stats, by the way. I know Michael Penix's stat line, and that's just because on the Belly Up Bowl Season Super Show that we did on Monday, I was talking about it. Uh, go check that out, by the way. Uh, it's on the Belly Up Sports YouTube channel, and also it is on Belly Up and Friends uh, podcast channel we have that just kind of puts all of the Belly Up podcasts in one easy to access location. So go check that out. But without further ado, let's go to some awards. Uh, Jane Daniels won the Heisman. Kenan, what were your thoughts on Jaden Daniels winning the Heisman? I think it was deserved. He he was absolutely uh, he was absolutely one of the best players in college football this year, despite him almost being killed. Uh, <laughs> but 
I think there's no real reason why he shouldn't have received it. He did an outstanding job, and it was also nice to see an LSU player get an award. So there's that. It was not. Okay. Well, okay. For you, no. We are but four for everyone years else. Removed. We are four years removed from an LSU player winning the Heisman. Okay. Does that de- defer my statement? Oh, no, it was I'm just, just saying... nice to see it. I don't. I don't. It's a. It's a. It's a vibes based response, Kevin. That's fair. Uh, also, the people are saying, oh, there's two kinds of people arguing against this. That infuriated me. Oh, LSU had three losses. Like, he can't win the Heisman. Okay, so Tim Tebow, give yours back. Bo Jackson, give yours back. Andrew Luck gives your back. RG3, give yours back. This one I actually think should get back. Paul Horning, give yours back. He went 2-8 and eight and sucked that year. Unfortunately, America was racist in 1956. So Jim Brown didn't win it. Shocking. But it's ridiculous. Uh, and also, that Florida State fans. Oh, Jordan Travis, he's not good. He's good enough to keep us out of the playoffs if he's hurt, but he's not good enough to win the Heisman. That's illegal. That doesn't make sense. That makes perfect fucking sense. Yeah. A guy can be good at it. can be a central part of your team and be a massive loss without being the best player in the league. Lamar Jackson is not winning the Heisman this year or not winning the MVP this year. He's already won a Heisman. Also, he has three losses. Give it back, Lamar. But he's still the best player in the Ravens, and they probably wouldn't be in the playoff contention without him. They're, I don't see what the fucking disconnect is. Yeah, it's it's not hard to to figure that out. I think, and and Jaden Daniels, like, you know, it was the, the main part of LSU's offense. Yeah, they didn't make it to the college football playoff, but he was still arguably the best, you know, take whatever stat line you want. Yeah, it's yeah. he was electric. Um, and also also Travis missed the last what three games? Yeah. So there you go. The, the the guy who played more games and therefore got more yards and more touchdowns and more pass completions obviously won it. Like I'm sorry that he hurt his leg, but that's not my fault or the or the Heisman uh voting fault. Yeah, no, it's ridiculous. Uh, Jay Daniels also won the Walter Camp Award for Player of the Year, or one of the Player of the Year awards. Uh, He won the Davey O'Brien Award for Best Quarterback. Uh, Maxwell Award Player of the Year, Michael Penix Jr. That's fine. I I don't need Jaden Daniels to have a clean sweep of every award. He had a great year, too. I'm okay with that. Yeah. Uh, Kalen DeBoer, Washington Coach Home Depot Award, which is for Coach of the Year. Love that it's the Home Depot Award. Yeah, it's pretty funny. Uh, again, no issues. First undefeated Pac-12 champ. He earned it. Absolutely. Uh, Trey Taylor from Air Force, a Jim Thorpe Award, best defensive back. That one, I'm not sure about. There were some really good defensive uh, backs this year. But I, I don't have a huge issue with it. Trey Taylor's yeah. a big part of that Air Force team. They had a really good year for a service academy. So, any thoughts on Trey Taylor? No. None really. I mean, as from my perspective, there's too many defensive backs to think about, so I'm not going to. <laughs> That's fair. Uh, Remington, best center. Jackson Powers Johnson for Oregon. Oregon's offensive line was great this year. Uh, is part of the reason Bonix was in contention for the Heisman. Uh, I think they are nominated for the Joe Moore as well, the whole offensive line, but I have no issues there. I mean, yeah. How, how else do you think he got his 76.8% pass completion? 
Yeah, that's almost got him in the rankings. Playoffs. Exactly. Insanity. I fucking hate the committee. I know I've been <laughs> quasi defending them. All sh- I hate them. They're so fucking stupid. Boo is a dumb nickname, too. Why the fuck would Unless your name, your first name is literally Adolf. <laughs> you can go by your first name. You don't need to go by Boo. Yeah. It's- this isn't fucking Monsters, Inc. Uh, this award, Karen, I'm going to tell you right now, I got an issue with this award. Okay. Uh, you are going to think, Kevin, why the fuck do you feel so strongly about this? I do. Uh, the Lou Graza Award, the best place kicker, went to Graham Nicholson, Miami of Ohio. Look, I understand that he had a great year. By all metrics, he should have won the award. He was perfect. So it should, like, he should have won it. Okay. Will Reichard uh, was fucking perfect. Three years ago, didn't win it. He And look, I understand it's for this year. It's not a career achievement award. If Trevor Lawrence can be second in Heisman voting as a career achievement award in his worst statistical season, you can give the all-time leading scorer in NCAA history the award for kickers. Nobody cares that much about kicker awards. No. But also, again, yeah. No, go on, sorry. Not to take away from Graham Nicholson. Great year. But come on. Yeah, it, it, I, I am very much in the camp of Kevin. Why the fuck do you care? I knew it. I knew that's where you'd be. I, I just, I, I, I don't have enough brain cells at the end of the day for me to give a shit about this. Just let the man have his, have his award and march off into the sunset or something. Jesus Christ. No. No, I will end you. Not going to happen. Uh, next up, Butkus Award, Best Linebacker, Best Named Award, uh, Peyton yep. Wilson, NC State. I do not like this award at all. And I'm, and it's nothing against Peyton Wilson. Every year there's the debate, is this like an off-ball linebacker or an on-ball edge kind of linebacker? Because there's no real edge award. There should be, but there's not. Name it the Derek Thomas Award. Problem solved. But Peyton Wilson had a great year for NC State. They had a great season. Or they had a good season. Their defense was really good. Uh, I have no issues with Peyton Wilson winning it, but I think we need a separate edge award. So, like, the Buckus is the inside linebacker and then the, you know, some other... Yeah, the, the butt kiss has basically become an off-ball linebacker award. Sometimes, other times, they don't care. It's weird. Uh, but why not give it to the guy who had 27 sacks in the season? That's fair. That's that's a fair statement. Just, just, na- just name it after him. Make it the best edge player. You cover DNs, outside linebackers. It's fine. Uh, Doak Walker, best running back. Ollie Gordon, the second from Oklahoma State. Any thoughts? No, not really. I, I mean, these. It, it's really only the uh, the Heisman that had the now Lou Graza Award that mattered to me. So, uh, see, I'm glad that I changed your mind. Uh, yeah, next year I am going to be like honing in on kickers. <laughs> that's fair. Uh, I want to win games. Though. You want to win games? You get me a kicker. Facts. Uh, I'm always confused whenever a guy go decides to go by the second versus junior 
Yeah. Like, look, if you have a kid and you name them the third and then you want to go by the second, I get that a little bit more. Yeah. I don't know if Ollie Gordon has a kid. Let's look real quick. Oh, also, Ollie Gordon's transferring, by the way. If anyone was curious. To, to, to where? Uh, he just hit the transfer portal, apparently. Oh, oh he doesn't know yet. I got you. Yeah, uh, Ollie Gordon, no complaints. 1,600 yards, 20 touchdowns. Uh, or maybe he's transferring. It's I'm seeing Ollie Gordon, the second transfer portal, five landing spots. Two days ago, Mike Boynton says Ollie Gordon is priority for Oklahoma State football. Like, I, I don't know. He might be transferring. Who mm. knows? Also, consensus All-American. Good for him. Uh, outstanding receiver, Boletnikoff. Marvin Harrison Jr., Ohio State. Kiernan, uh, what are your thoughts? Because this is another word I care way too much about. So, uh, before, we got, before I was asking you about the topics for today, I actually had to look this one up. Uh, and I've got to say, based on the amount of receptions he's had and the touchdowns and all that, I, as much as I was thrashing him a few weeks ago, he does kind of deserve it. He was very good. I mean, if you want to make the case of how, you know, important he was to the Ohio State offense, you could be like, oh, how many percentage, you know, what's what's his offensive output percentage and things like that. You can get really into the nitty gritty. But based on pure stats alone, he actually was the best. So good on him. No. Okay. Based on pure stats alone, he is 36th in receptions. He is not top 10. Or he's number nine in yards, barely top 10. He is tied for second in touchdowns. The problem is one of the people he's tied for second with, with 14, uh, the most is Brian Thomas Jr., LSU, with 15. Uh, the person he's tied with has the most yards and has way more receptions than him. He has, he's seventh, and that's Malik Neighbors from LSU. Malik Neighbors should have won the Bletnikoff. I, I am, no one can convince me otherwise that if Marvin Harrison Jr.'s name was John Harrison, nobody would give a fuck about him. Uh, let me rephrase that. People would still care. He would still probably be the number one receiver off the board in this draft, but he would not be a Bletnikoff winner. He would not have been a Heisman finalist. And I think it's strictly name. That's fair. I, I get it. All right. Hopefully I don't care about any of these other awards. So I don't scream anymore. Uh, John Mackey award, best tight end Brock Bowers, Georgia. Yes. No complaints. No. Uh, to Vondre Sweat Outland Trophy, best interior lineman from Texas. This one is offense or defense, whoever's just best interior. Uh, Tavondre Sweat was a beast this year. I have no complaints there. He's a big part of the reason Texas is in the cultural playoffs. Uh, Ray Guy Award, best punter, Troy Taylor. Now, here's the fucking issue. Oh, boy, this here we go. No, no. Troy, Tory Taylor. No, if anyone else won that fucking award, 
I would be rioting. Oh yes. Okay, good. I, well, I'm glad we're on the same page as this because I was like, there is, there is literally no one better. <laughs> no, Tory Taylor. And we'll get into it more about the Iowa defense. Tory Taylor, I, can, it cannot be emphasized enough how important he was to Iowa's team. Yes. Which is insane to say about a punter. Iowa's offense was that bad. If their punter wasn't as good as he is, they were not playing in the Big Ten Championship. They were not bowl eligible. Could not agree more. Could not agree more. And I I think out of all of all of the awards this year, that one has to be the least controversial. A hundred percent. Nobody can argue against Tory Taylor. Uh, next up on the awards, Bednarik, Defense Player of the Year, Peyton Wilson. Fine. No complaints. Uh, Bronco Nagurski, other best defensive player. Xavier Watts, Notre Dame. Any thoughts? Uh, no thoughts or vibes. Just good for him. Yeah, happy for him. Uh, this is one we don't usually talk about, or we don't talk about good things throughout the year. We mostly just complain about shit, or at least I do. Uh, the Disney Spirit Award is given annually to the most inspirational player. This year it went to Brian Dooley at Eastern Michigan because he gave away his scholarship to a teammate who was working multiple jobs and selling blood to make ends meet. Uh, good for you, Brian. Yeah. Yep. Stand-up guy. That That's another award. They're probably multiple... I feel like they could have a lot of these awards. Like they could give, here's the Disney spirit awards. We're giving it to three people, but Brian Dooley was more than deserving of this. So I'm proud of him. I don't know why that would matter to him. Hey, Brian, this random dude's proud of you. Who's only like three or four years older. Great. (laughs) Uh, The William V. Campbell academic Heisman, Bo Nix, Oregon. Yeah, no shit. He was good academically. He's been in school for 12 years. He has to be good. What like what's he gonna do after this? Like that's a legitimate question. Like what's he gonna do after this? And like he's he's how old? He's our age, I think. Uh, he Eight is years. like twenty six. Yeah, so 25? he is our age. Oh, he's twenty three. No, he's not. All right, all right. All right he's been enough. in college way longer than that. Unless he went to college when he was tw- like sixteen. That seems wild to me. Anyway, yeah, I felt like uh, he was way old. Yeah, I I don't know why he was. But, eh, whatever. But what he's going to do after this is go be an NFL backup and probably make more money than either of us will ever see in our life. I, I, that's, that's the thing I, I hate and love about backup QBs is just like, they're like, yeah, I, you know, make millions of dollars, uh, of no CTE at the end of my career. And uh, yeah, I'm loaded and I've done nothing to, you know, harm my body that much. Cause I just sit on the bench and go over plays. Although they might have CTE from college and high school in peewee, but that's not his point. But they like, don't have that advanced CTE that Antonio yeah. Brown has. Yeah. It's advanced. This isn't your average CTE. <laughs> this is advanced CTE. Uh, next up, the Werfel Trophy for Community Service. Lad McConkey, Georgia, great name. Uh, just did a lot of charities, community service stuff. Good for him. Another positive one. Um, and I'd, I'm gonna I'm gonna ruin this for a second. Can we rename that the Waffle House Trophy? 
Uh, maybe, although I, I feel like it's named after a Florida quarterback, I think. Danny Werfel. I think he went to Florida. Look, it's going to be bad no matter what I say. So That's fair. That's fair. Oh, yeah, it is. He did go to Florida. Look at me. Oh, he has done so much community service stuff. Yep, and now I feel bad. That's fine. That's a faith-based organization. Who cares? Someone's going to get mad at that. Really? No shit. Uh, oh, also, he grew. tried to grow pickleball before the latest pickleball phrase. He hosted a pickleball, a pickleball tournament. Okay. A celebrity pro-am where a professional plays with the celebrity from their album. Okay. Uh, okay. So it's a tennis player and someone else. Okay. I All was right. like, are there professional pickleball players? Do I have a new life goal that I just learned about? Yes. Uh, next up, the only other award I think you could have no argument for anyone else for. Uh, the Broyles Award, top assistant coach, Phil Parker, Iowa. Yes. Yeah. Yes. It, yeah. Fully deserved. Yes. Uh, I, I think Ryan Ferentz got robbed. <laughs> but, yeah, he uh, he earned it. Yeah. I, and I love, I love how the two least controversial awards were from the team that had the most controversial offense. Yeah, the offense, the offense for Iowa was sickening, but the defense and special teams were like a Tums. Yes. I wish, you know, like, I wish oh, I my had, stomach's upset. I wish I had the defensive, the defense and special teams of Iowa as an NFL, uh, player like in the in the in the slot for defenses because i think i could easily get 30 points out of them each game oh a hundred percent i think 30 30 points might be lowballing them honestly yeah that it it and here's the thing in any other context that is a stupid statement just out of the ass but i don't but just for Iowa, I think it's a hundred percent true. No, I I think when you're talking about the great defenses in football history, you're going to talk about the '85 Bears. You're going to talk about like the '01 Ravens and the 2023 Iowa Hawkeyes football team. I think those are going to yeah. be the top three. Agreed. Uh, finally, onto our last little segment topic here. Uh, we're not going to do cultural playoff games. We're going to talk about those later as those get closer. So like next week, two weeks from now, but Karen, are there any bowl games you're really looking forward to? Uh, yes. Uh, and it's, it's two smaller schools and it is the avocados from Mexico curable, uh, which features Miami of Ohio and Appalachian state. And the only reason I think that's going to be fun, uh, is not only do their two logos uh, spell M-A, so uh, the abbreviation for Massachusetts, which is fun, but also just because I want to see two lower-tier teams duke it out. I think that'll be fun. Uh, but other than that, um, I think maybe like a Air Force JMU game because they got were able to get... Uh, I don't know if approval or, or 
like an official waiver or whatever, just, you know, whatever was the reason they were allowed in because of the, um, they didn't have enough teams for the bowl games. So I want to see James Madison play. That's what true. They, uh, they, they didn't have enough six, one teams. There's yeah. two bowl games. I'm really looking forward to because they're going to be hilarious. Yeah. The Wasabi Fenway bowl. Okay. Yep. Already uh, funny. SMU versus Boston college. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> That's going to be a shit show. It is going to be hilarious because Boston College is in Cambridge. Not Cambridge, Chestnut Hill, excuse me. Harvard. Yeah, Jesus Christ. I was there two weeks ago. I know. I should probably know this. Uh, but the Wasabi Fenway Bowl, SMU versus Boston College, and the Bad Boy Mowers Pinstripe Bowl. Yes, I knew you are going to say that one. Pitting Rutgers versus the U. That's going to be hilarious. Yeah. Uh, and obviously, the Georgia Florida State game is the boring one. The boring answer there. Yeah. Uh, let's see if there's any other good ones. The Cheese at Citrus Bowl, Iowa versus Tennessee. That's going to be so ugly, and I can't wait. The uh, Valero Alamo Bowl, Arizona versus Oklahoma. Oh, uh, it's going to be great if Arizona wins. That's going to be. So I know. Cool. I'm rooting for them. Ooh, Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl. I'm hoping Oregon State can pull it out. They're not you know what bowl in. game I miss that I have no business missing? What? The GoDaddy.com Bowl. <laughs> oh, yeah. forgot all about that. I only know it because, or I only think of it all the time because of uh, NCAA 14. I don't know why I connect the two. Uh, hmm. Oh, the Duke's Mayo Bowl. Who's going to get covered in a viscous white liquid? Good one. Always a good one. Thank you. UNC in West Virginia. That's going to be fun. Yeah. yeah. Um, Lockheed Martin Armed Forces Bowl. I like that there's a, a service academy playing in that. Yeah. Uh, it would feel it. cheap if, it were, if they didn't. Yeah. I wish there were dumb bowl names. What do you mean by dumb bowl names? Like the GoDaddy.com bowl. That's a stupid fucking name, and it's hilarious. It's fair. There's the, uh, oh, God, I hope I'm pronouncing this right. Camellia bowl, which is. I Arkansas. saw that. I, I moved right past it. Like, I don't know how to pronounce that. We're going to move on. I think it's pronounced Camellia. That checks out. There's roofclaim.com Boca Raton Bowl, which is a fucking mouthful. Jesus. Scooter's Coffee Frisco Bowl. Yes. There's some uh, there's I, some stupid names in here. There are. I just like but some of them though, it's the roofclaim.com Boca Raton Bowl. That's the Boca Raton Bowl, and then roofclaim.com sponsors it. I right, the GoDaddy.com right, bowl was sponsored and named after GoDaddy.com. The Military Bowl, presented by GoBowling.com. Hilarious. Uh, the Duke's Mayo Bowl, I guess, is in that same kind of vibe as the uh, GoDaddy.com Bowl. The Pop-Tarts Bowl, another one. That's a new one, isn't it? Yes, that is replacing the... Not the Citrus Bowl. What is that replacing? Uh, it was... the. Not the Orange Bowl either. What is it replacing? I don't know. It is replacing... Oh, the Cheez-It Bowl. 
But the I knew it was something orange. But the cheese it bowl is the citrus bowl. Yes, that's why oh, it's, it's now oh, it's the cheese. Oh, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. it's the cheese. It's yeah, so oh, yeah, sorry. it's it was just the cheese it bowl from 2020 to 2022, and now it's the pop tart bowl. Uh, and there was one more that oh, uh, other stupid bowl names: the Barstool Sports Arizona Bowl. Dumb fucking name. Mm. We have to talk shit about them, Kiernan. They're technically a competitor. Oh darn those pesky other guys <laughs> yeah but uh that's it for our show tonight uh as always this episode is brought to you by yeats over to yeatsofficial.com promo code tailgate for 10 percent off your order uh, i say it every week cannot emphasize it enough they are great sunglasses you can follow us at quad tailgate on instagram twitter and tiktok facebook tailgate in the quad we don't use that very often because we're not 50 uh Check out the Belly Up Sports Bowl Season Super Show on Belly Up Sports YouTube or Belly Up and Friends on your whatever podcast you listen to. Never have a good, safe, fun weekend. Uh, if your holiday Christmas party or your office Christmas party is this week, like mine is, don't drink too much. Don't embarrass yourself and your friend or your coworkers. Then just get hammered when you get home. Problem solved. One, good night. Two, three. <laughs> So they wanted a stable presence, a guy without a lot of scandal, so they hired someone who killed Steve. Yeah, the LSU way. Just going to put that out there just so uh, we don't get sued. Yeah, I, yeah. Well, well, thank you for that. I'm not sure whether I should be offended or taken as a compliment, but, but you know, <clears throat> go on. Put them both in a jousting tournament. It, none of it matters. Texas A&M's going to go 8-4 this year, and half those kids are going to transfer. Are you sure? Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name, and we're still here.